It's a really good science with Christine oh, this gosh. week. Uh, like the Lorax, she's become sharpish and bossy. Hey, and that's a good sign. And I speak for the trees. <laughs> you do speak for the trees. And you speak for a lot of things suddenly. And it was, it was actually very shocking. For me personally, very shocking to have you suddenly come online. Like her speech got clearer, crisper. And she just started getting into it with the kids and I. <laughs> and it had been... See, I'm not, I'm not seeing been, all this that you are. You might have been thinking it before. But, I mean, it's a notice, very noticeable thing to me. I'm an ent. Maybe so. I'm like slow to move. No, just kidding. I'm not an ent. We just read I, that. I'm tonight. sure you were Thanks noticing all the, the things. And you certainly would, like, you know, you'd complain about mess or things like that before. But... What I was seeing is an instant impatience and you engaging and fixing the problems. Maybe you guys are just falling apart and I don't have no. to do that. We're operating about the same as we have for the last seven months and maybe a little I, better than we have. Maybe. And and so I it's, feel like you guys it's are... really it's really you have the energy to be suddenly engaged and involved and how else am I gonna eat? You guys are floundering around meal we have, time. We have cooked you so many meals, like, and we're we're yes, still doing. You know it. what? I'm so grateful for what? all your vegetable topping. I love vegetables. Yeah, yeah, I know. I even do. I mean, I never thought there would be a day when I was prepping. Yeah, when I was doing He's meal like, preps. Buy me more of those glass containers with the silicone lids, and I'll chop up tons of vegetables for a whole week. I love that. I actually didn't know I would have so much fun cooking, but I mean, it's a pain. But I really like getting ahead of it. Like cooking. You don't like having to cook. You like. I like getting it set and ready. Yeah. And I like presentation. And they're not the only ones. Thank you, everyone who's helping us. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's the tonight. We ate a meal uh, that was not made by us at all, by wonderful people that didn't have to bring us anything. That kid and... approved of. That's what he said with his first bite. I approve of this. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Yeah, man. They make some good food. They really do. Um, anyway. There, there's there's no reason that people should have to feed us, but yet they choose to occasionally feed us in that the help is it takes all... takes the edge off life. They drive us, they drive our kids, they watch our kids. Yeah. Like all week. I mean not that we don't ever see our kids. That sounds like we don't. But like every we're, day we're shuffling the kids. We have around. somebody helping us. At least one somebody and Yeah. We're so grateful. I mean, I have read, um, in the books I've read and the online support groups, just, just, it's opened my eyes to how blessed we are. I already knew that, how blessed we are. But, um, for a lot of people, they said, people just fall out of your life. And I get that. I am not really able to be in other people's life. Your barrels of fun. <laughs> I know, I'm like, quiet, don't move. Yeah. yeah. Settle down now, you're you're waving your hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's the flooding stuff, but fortunately... And that's unpredictable, so I might be fine and I might not. Oh, man, I hope our kids are learning something from this, because the quality of friends that you keep is... Oh, man, I didn't... I knew we had very quality friends, but we just didn't engage in a whole lot of like 
not that we didn't engage in community. We never leaned so we never, much on them before. Yeah, we've never, I mean, you just, you know, you got together every once in a while. You hung out, you let the kids burn out in the backyard. Those are the kind of friendships that are normal, right? Like, you just, you you keep that kind of normal friendship going, but, um, yeah, the quality I never had a stroke the, before, so. Right, the quality <laughs> of the people we knew, I didn't really understand the depths of their of their quality. You guys are awesome. So many such awesomeness. Right. It's yeah. like there's not anything we can say to f- Yeah. There's, to explain oh goodness. Their generosity We're gonna have to talk about is un- something else. Unwarranted. <laughs> um yeah, and Christine's getting all teary. Let's go back to how you were sharpish and bossy. <laughs> Cuz I I got I got to tell you. Um she kind of like came online in the last two, three days. And it's not like she wasn't online before, but I mean, she like, she mentally came online and all the stuff from the seven months that was kind of bothering her around the house suddenly became like something that she was either demanding to be fixed right now, or she was trying to fix it herself. And mm. it, and it was a good mm. sign. Um, yeah. I get so happy when I'm bossy. Annoying. <laughs> Well, we got used to taking care of ourselves, like, and I didn't, you know, realize how, like, I realized when you first stroked how much we had been dependent on you, and then we slowly found our own feet, and then... I'm tired of dishes in the sink. Right, and then suddenly <laughs> you're back online, and you're like, why isn't this being done right now? And I'm like, well, we'll do it, we'll handle it, as we have the last seven months, right? And... So for her, then suddenly it's like, oh, that's not good enough. It needs to be done right now. And I'm like, well, okay, hold your horses. I mean, I also went outside with Jasper. Yes, you did. You went bug hunting with Jasper. (laughs) Yes, that's what I mean. I don't mean this all negative. I just mean that as an illustration. And it was very shocking because for seven months, we've just been used to a certain mode from her. Slug. No, it's not slug, but and oh. she still gets tired. But right now, what's happening is she's bounding with energy for a little bit, and then she crashes really hard. I do. But when she recovers from it, she's bounding with energy again, and we haven't seen any bounding with energy in a long time. Sometimes I feel like it's almost manic. Like I'll hear myself talking to someone, and I'm like, "Ooh, I can't shut up!" Like I'm all excited to be with another human being. And not crashing because of it. Right. It, yeah, something something healed a little up in your brain. It's like you're trying to make up for lost time. It comes and goes, though. Like, um, I was talking to my occupational therapist today about my beautiful moving fingers that some days refuse to move. Yeah. And she's like, well, it's to be expected. You just got to keep doing it. You got to yeah. keep doing it. It's going to come. It's going to go. Clarification. Moving means the width of a quarter. Yeah. That's that's what we're talking about, not in only in certain positions. But it's there enough to know that it's worth continuing to try to get her fingers to move. They don't really move, but there's just <laughs> a, there's enough tiny micro movement to know that it's gonna be possible someday. She just has to keep going at it. Yeah, and the other day, um it just reminds me we were in the bed and like I I freaked out one of my kids because I stretched out the toes on my unaffected foot. And they were like, oh, Mom! And I was like, no, no, it's the other foot. <laughs> and they were like, oh. 
But then they all started, like, stretching their toes out because I guess that wasn't something they'd done before. Mm-hmm. And one of them can't do it. And he's sitting there, he's like, now I know how you feel, Mom. It's just wiggling a little tiny bit. I can't do it. But at least he understood that. He also said, I need to grow my neural pathways so I can do this. Just and like you're growing neural pathways for unicycling. <laughs> that's true. Josiah got a Muni, which is a, for for Christmas. Uh, His birthday. Birthday, yeah, birthday, sorry. See, I'm still sharp. Still yeah. have it. <laughs> still have <laughs> sorry. it. Sorry. When you're not crashed, you still got it. Um, and it's what that is, is it's a unicycle with a big old meaty, mountain bike tire on it and some like downhill pedals because we don't have any cement right because our our, gra- <clears throat> our driveway is gravel and so we're trying to think of stuff they could do around the yard we can't really like go as many places christine's not comfortable leaving a lot um and i think that would get better with time but yeah it just uses everything for the day it spends her yeah it she uses wants to all go someplace spoons. we never told them about spoon theory I we did i think we mentioned it but we, we say mentioned again. mentioning it and that someday we maybe i don't know well spoon theory is the the theory that when you're a stroke victim or a leukemia patient or any variety of diseases um those are diseases that rob you of energy and you only have so much energy in the day and you have to s- decide how to spend it the average person they maybe make a bunch of crummy decisions and they spend it all up front. Maybe they surf the internet or whatever. Um, but then they can kind of marginally make decisions for the rest of the day, even when they're out of energy or effective decision-making because decisions take proteins. Okay. And Which everyone, all my therapists have been right. like, eat protein, right. your brain. And, and what happens is, you know, if she got on the internet at nine thirty. And decided to use all her decision-making ability surfing the web. She would not be able to autopilot decisions after that. She would just be burnt. And not be able to do anything. And it's to a disturbing level, right? And it might involve crying or, you know, like just total meltdowns. The idea is that you have so many spoons for the day representing your energy. And you don't know necessarily how many you have. And, like, someday more, some days less. Sometimes you can borrow from tomorrow. But when you're out, you're really out. But you have to pay attention to what spoons are. Brushing your teeth is a spoon. Might be two spoons. Getting dressed. Right. Getting dressed, getting any kind of preparatory stuff. Um, stuff that, you know, people normally take for granted. Um, uses a spoon. Oh, decisions are, like, ten spoons. Right. They scoop all the spoons out of the... Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes they're fine. Your body doesn't, your brain doesn't distinguish between important decisions and non-important decisions. And while a, a, a human who hasn't been affected by some sort of disease or stroke or whatever, they can assess decisions based on importance. But even for them, it doesn't matter. Choosing what color shirt you wear or what eBay, eBay item you look at um, is the same as deciding what college you go to or who, mm. you, who you marry. Like, like these things, those decisions still burn the same amount of proteins. It's just the Which average I person like doesn't more now. know that. Right, yeah. You got to have protein. But um, I actually eggs. like it more. Well, no, I like more 
varieties of protein than I used to. Christine would throw up if she ever ate an egg before, and now she will eat egg in the form of frittata, thanks to um, our friend, uh, I, I guess I, I don't name drop because Christine gets upset when I name drop. I don't think it's that big a deal. I'd like to give people credit, but... I, but I feel like people should have a choice. Yeah, I get that. So anyway, friend who you know who you are... <laughs> Um, made egg frittata for us at one point, and I I've made egg frittata probably twenty five thirty times now. Oh Easily. oh yeah, I thought you were saying before, and I was like, no, you didn't. But you're saying no after. no Since, af- yeah. after because it was the first time Christine ever ate egg. She and couldn't stand it. it, but before, but she liked it in with spinach and you know. Um, cut up into it and you know just garlic and onion and all that stuff I always wanted to I was like jealous of you guys and you can have an omelet with delicious veggies on it yeah and now I can too because I had a stroke oh that's something good because of the stroke (laughs) yeah you eat eggs now not and fish and fish I think some part of her body knows that she needs whatever those foods have like the omega-3s and fish and the proteins and eggs she has to have that to be able to recover her brain. So it's a good thing. Mm, and chicken. It's really weird. Okay, I never before thought, mmm, meat. Now I'm like, hmm, just talking about it. Yeah. Uh, but Kit is learning to ride a unicycle. But neural pathways are easier to form when you're 13. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my 13-year-old rides this Muni mountain bike unicycle. Um, he rides around the yard like, uh, you know, like a jackrabbit. He's just like cutting corners and doing loop-de-loos and jumping on it and everything else. Um, meanwhile, it takes me like five times as long to learn it. And it reminded me of when my father, when I was 17, I decided I wanted to snowboard. And so we started going snowboarding. My dad had never been on a mountain, really. I don't think he had ever downhill skied or done any of that stuff. And, um... He decided to go but snowboarding. He, he did. He did water ski, but they weren't mountain people. Okay. And so they, I don't think they ever really went and did that. And so, and his skill level would suggest that he never really went and did that either. <laughs> <laughs> he's still even, you know, today he's sort of he's sort of more like floats down the mountain, kind of like sideways back and I forth. <laughs> yes, I well, suppose I mean, that's even true. Prior to prior the stroke. To the stroke. Even prior, to, yeah. I don't know. It, that wasn't like a job, like he can snowboard better than that. My point is, is he went and did it right with me, but he had to, like it takes you more neural pathways as you get older. It takes you longer to build and learn these kind of new skills the older you get. And I, learning the unicycle with my son reminded me of that fact that he's going to learn everything five times faster than I am and how important it is for young people to just learn absolutely everything they can get their hands on whether it's a musical instrument or drawing or a sport or Or magic tricks magic tricks whatever it is yeah he's kind of good at magic too me too a little disturbing yes christine (laughs) you should know this christine has taken up magic as a part of her therapy and it's really pathetic But, (laughs) but she's um she's doing it and it it's it's kind of ingenious because if you are doing a skill that you have to learn instead of always chasing what you're trying to get back, 
yeah. you you can actually get back more trying to learn that new skill. But also, like, you're doing some, some involved, but also minute movements, like in this case with your hands and arms, but you're not sitting here having to, to think um, of it in a boring way, like, turn your hand over, turn it back, pronate, supinate, blah, blah, blah. You're just trying to do the hidden ball or whatever. Right. So you're focused on something engaging and fun. Well, and we learned it with you. That's true. So, like, instead of us all wandering around looking at you, trying to get you to do what we can already do, you were learning a skill that we also didn't know. I can kind of do it, but then I can't show you that I've done it. (laughs) Because I can't open my hand. You actually can do it pretty good considering. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Considering what? Considering that you can't move your fingers. <laughs> like, it's pretty good if you can slide a hand without your fingers. You know? Oh, yeah. My my stage name as a magician is Cripple Witch. Oh, so. nice. <laughs> That's funny. She made little YouTube videos of herself doing it. They're I, actually really funny. I didn't funny. post them on YouTube. Oh, no. I just made videos with the phone. Sorry. Because I'm supposed to videotape myself with skills and see how they progress. That's true. I have lots of silly videos on my phone of me doing all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Mauling food. That's good, though. But um, I did... um, Gosh, I just have to say, first, like, it's been gorgeous weather. Like, the sunshine has made me so happy. Spring. Yeah. And I just... The first day that it was really sunny, I just... Stood on the porch, and I was like, I am glad, like, I lived to see the spring. Yeah. I just felt good. Glad you lived to see the spring, too. It was one of my biggest worries coming from Santa Barbara to here. I, I've grown up in Washington my entire life. I don't, I don't think about sunny states or what advantages they have. But when Christine had her stroke, I really started to like think hard about weather and climate it keeps your joints loose it helps you recover better to be in a warmer place and when we came back to washington it's like the day we came back it turned cold right (laughs) and and gray and gray and um the winters here are hard on people i mean it's why we have (laughs) it's why why kit has me sit in front of the light every day yeah i i actually have bought her like a one of those daylight lights or whatever and have her stare into it for 15 minutes a day because okay yeah because you need to um washington's pretty messed up that way and if you're fully functional you know you can kind of power through it but the moment you go down with an illness this actually becomes kind of a harder place to live and i was very worried about the winter and how that would affect your stroke and your stroke recovery and I think it affected it very negatively. I think there were some real hard times where we were sick and where you didn't get enough sunlight and where, you know, as evidenced the last couple of days with sun, it seemed to re-energize you. Yeah, felt good. And my sprained ankle is really healing now. Right, whereas before it was so cold I'm and gonna stiff. So I'm going to be able to be moving. Well, I was just thinking I'm going to, not supposed to walk outside on the uneven ground. I mean, like, do my walking. I can walk outside, but, like, um, 
I'm going to get to go outside again. Yeah. Oh, they probably don't know. You sprained, Christine sprained her good ankle. Nah, I always do. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the thing I think that happens to a lot of people that are recovering is they often injure their good leg. Um, well, I think they sprained, well, I don't know. They probably injure everything, but it was worse than the time when I sprained my sassy ankle. <laughs> so that was hardly anything. That was just a blip. And yeah. Well, a you, week, a week and a half, maybe. You just, you end up favoring your, your unaffected yeah. leg so a lot. it's getting better. It doesn't hurt so much, like, bother me with hurting, but I do have to be, it's not as strong. So I had to be careful in supporting the weight when the you, kids hug me. And I was like, whoops, I need to redistribute my weight before we hug. So. You were looking pretty good on the treadmill. Oh, like, I, like... So, of course, we've been working on my walking and training, untraining me. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But, um, and it is. So I get on the treadmill and I find I have half the perseverance that I used to. Like, not um, cardiovascularly, but... Mental perseverance. No. My leg gets so tired. and And I have to watch that because then I... Um, will like snap my knee and that will, that can damage it permanently. Do you theorize that that's because you're using your leg correctly now, whereas well, you weren't before? Yeah, attempting to. So like sometimes I'm getting it and sometimes I'm not, but so it's getting, so I struggle with it, but I'm trying to. And so using different muscles and I, yeah, it's just hard. It's, it's a lot harder than before, but the moments where it's good, it feels so good. Like, I put weight down on my sassy leg in a way that I haven't yeah. this whole time. And I don't know how to describe that because they're having me work on trying to find balance in that foot. But I distributed the weight differently. And it, I was like, this is right. This is good. This is what I've been missing. I don't know how to do it again, but that was it. <laughs> Yeah, everything that they did early on to get Christine walking was those. It was for mobility issues, and you're not you're walking, but you're not really walking. They basically either you teach yourself because you're adaptable, or they teach you to move. However, you have to do that: swinging your leg, you know, using your hip, using your abdominal muscles to move the leg, like all kinds and of. And they try and get you ways. past it, but sometimes your muscles are just not ready. Yeah, so Josiah and I came into the garage and we both on that the same day, like a week and a half ago, a week ago, we both came in and independently were like, whoa, what happened to your walk? This is, you look normal walking. It was the <laughs> first time I think we've ever seen you Yeah, kid said he walk. didn't know how bad, like he knew I was walking poorly. But he didn't realize how poorly until he saw me walking recently. And he was like, oh, okay, big difference. Yeah. And you but, felt like running? Yes. There was this moment, like a few minutes, where I was getting the walk like I was getting it. And it felt so good. It just, it was like one of those walks where you just felt like you could just smoothly, evenly just break into this beautiful running stride and run. I wanted to so bad. I mean, I can't run. But I wanted to, like, my heart felt like flying. It felt so good. And I was like, 
I'm going to run again. I am going to run. I think you will. I don't know, but I, it was awesome. It was an awesome moment. I'll keep chasing that. I guess there was another good moment. Um, some friends started a podcast uh, called Haslet Studios Art Full Conversations. Um, and it's all about making art. And I thought that I would listen to it and do therapy and go through my exercises. And I was like, I only have a few more I have to do at this moment. And then I'm going to knit, which is also therapy. But I was just listening to them talk about making art. And I just, I have intended since the day I got home from the rehab hospital to try painting with my right hand, with my left hand, with just get some paint. Like I painted in the hospital a little with my left hand, mm-hmm. like one, one thing. But I haven't done it again, and I certainly haven't tried it with my right hand. And just I'm like laying on the floor exercising, and I it's just growing in me this need to make art. And so I got out my watercolors, and you did pretty good. Way better than I expected. I mean, I, you have, Kit, you have seen my attempts at, um, writing. Writing writing with your right hand, yeah. And, like, I don't use markers anymore, or if I do, I I wear a bib, to be honest, because I marked up my shirt, my whole shirt the first day, like, just trying to put a marker on a page, and Mm -hmm. it's pretty ridiculous looking, but I think... I don't know, the angle of the easel or the surface area of the paintbrush versus a pen or pencil. It could be that you're actually getting more dexterity. Oh, stop. I think, you, I think, you, I think you need to, I think you need to it, it, take that seriously because it, you don't see it. Like, it, it, she's struggling so hard to do the most menial tasks you've ever seen that she doesn't see that she's getting better. I don't. You, you can't. I have trouble seeing that she's getting better until I stop and I just, I really forcefully have to think about it and go, where was she last weekend? And most of the time, there's like so many good things that have happened in a seven-day swing. Yeah, it's hard to see. It's been hard. Like, I remember in the rehab hospital, like someone... A therapist that I hadn't seen for a week being like, oh, you're getting so much better. Like, you couldn't do this last week. And going, oh, oh, you're right. I couldn't. But it's like. You you can't see it in the struggle. Right, I can't. You don't, you don't say, like, you don't necessarily see, see your own kids grow. Sometimes you do. But, like, they're friends or something. If you haven't seen them for a couple months, you see them and you're like, oh, they've grown. And then just the distance. Yeah, you need distance and perspective, right? But you can't get it because you can't take a vacation from the stroke or the caretaking or any of it. So there's no way for Christine, of course, and myself to some degree to get perspective. So I painted a picture and maybe I'll put it on the the Workbitter Facebook page. Absolutely. And you can... I think you can tell what it is. Can you? I can, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but just like the little intonation, I can. Like, 
No, I, I can't. I, I think that <laughs> I think that you did real well, and you you had some. There was some dexterity dexterity to what you did. Well, and um, so I did it all with my right hand, with a few caveats, and that is that I occasionally, well, maybe about half the time or so, I decided about halfway through that it wasn't cheating to help me load the brush with paint. Like, to have my left hand engage with my right and do that. And once or twice, like, I caught myself helping myself make a stroke with my left hand. But it was just a little one, and I made myself stop because I wanted it to be a sassy painting. <laughs> <laughs> sassy painting. Need the title of it. Oh, goodness. That's kind of a terrible title. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you kind of have that industriousness about you again and attempting to do those things it also comes with severe downsides um you know there's quite a bit of crashing that happens um with the heightened level of activity and energy comes some quick downs um but that has been the flavor of recovery entirely the whole seven months um going on eight if she it's is like ice cream with rocks in it right if she's getting something back if she's making an improvement it comes with crashing and flooding pralines but then also rocks <laughs> <laughs> sorry you know the artist chuck close he had a brain aneurysm and he yeah he's from everett and he paints portraits and makes millions and millions and millions of dollars on his portraits it's washington is dangerous it's very famous anyway um he started out a realist in everett and he was doing good and working kind of seattle scene for a while and then he started to get big in the state and, and maybe some other places too and then he had a brain aneurysm and he became a quadriplegic and he went through years and years and years and years of therapy but he didn't stop painting and he cut a hole in the floor of his shop or at least I assume friends did and they like put the canvas up and down through the floor because they were big canvases like 12 foot big canvases mm -hmm. and they taped they he had friends duct tape paint brushes to his arms because mm. he could get a tiny bit of shoulder movement and that's then, like the ones you tape to your fingers okay sorry right are you referring to my experiments with Edward Scissorhand paintings? Yes. I will be famous for that someday, so mm. you just don't laugh at me. Anyway, um, he he would paint up close, and it would be kind of blurry, but then you'd back up at a distance, and it would make a very amazing kind of photographic portrait. So it was like abstract painting inside realism painting, and that's what made him famous. So you never know. You may develop be better skills yeah i don't think fame is in our future but i do think that you may develop better skills when i pray for your recovery i don't pray for 100 percent recovery i pray for 110 percent recovery because i think that there's more that you can get out of this trial and it's not just that you're trying to get a better wife no <laughs> no it's that i think that you can you may not be able to always get to the same technical skill level at whatever activity it is, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it better. Yeah, there's a perfectionist 
side to me, like all of me maybe, that yeah. maybe will be improved in my painting by my disability. Kid told me, speaking of skills, he was like, maybe someday you'll be able to peel a potato. <laughs> it wasn't that something you read on your yeah like but then page. you were like oh christine someday i think you're gonna be um like after some big moment he's like you're even gonna be able to peel a potato oh yeah that was when you were all weeping and crying and stuff. <laughs> just trying to cheer you up it did like i read about someone that um they're like three years post-stroke and they said they could peel a potato now they couldn't six months ago but they could peel a potato and maybe that sounds depressing to you. I understand. But to me, it sounded hopeful and joyous. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, that brings up some very realistic fears for myself, though, as well. Like, when are you going to be able to drive again? Yeah. He's feeling a little bit like a single parent. Despite the masses of hope that we're getting. It's um, not a load that he's used to. It's still... Well, I'm just feeling that way because I'm trying to coach right now. But this new plague that's hitting Washington may end my coaching. Yeah, you may get to be home with us all day. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what will happen with all that. But um, I do know that trying to do so much has definitely kind of burnt me a little bit. And that's my own fault. Um, In some ways, it's a vacation for me because it gives me a tangible thing that I can kind of try to make happen right like you're coaching and it's it's like there's a goal um and you can achieve the goal and it happens rapidly and they're probably easier to coach for you than me um yeah yeah uh, it's this one of the stroke books say, i though. read like said like it's talking about how to divide up help for if anyone volunteers to help you and it was like to the caregivers and spouses like probably ask them to help with PT because it's probably not going to go well for you to do PT with your spouse. No, I can do PT with Christine and I do Yes, PT some parts of it Christine. are really good. I do PT with Christine every single day and I'll skip a day and that's frustrating. The routines kind of drive me nuts, but but <laughs> I like I, it's not that I don't do it, but it is um it, it's different because you can't coach your spouse in the same way I can't tell her to tough it out I can't tell her to like just keep going I can't do any of those things because if a stranger does that to her she rises to the occasion I like it when my therapists are like challenging get on you. me and challenge me I get on her and challenge her and oh man you don't do it the right way <laughs> no <laughs> I don't know it, it's a spouse thing you're sensitive to your, your spouse and you start you know she'll start crying and get mad or upset at me for pushing her and I think that that is natural. Way. Yeah, I mean, you can you can is. only push a spouse so much. A spouse is a different relationship, and so you really need you need third party people to help kind of bring your person back online. Like that has to happen. Yeah. Um, so, if you're ready, I'm ready to go, because. My sister sent me this thing on Walt Whitman that I want to read. You're going to read me Walt Whitman poems? Do I not get a moment to no, myself? No, you, you, I wasn't going to read I'm, them to you unless you wanted to be read I'm them. really looking forward to my aimless internet searching <laughs> for trucks I can't buy and 
pole barn, so I'm not going to build, or even just now a Muni unicycle because I had so much fun on Josiah's the other day. Mm. So, um, no, I want to read about Walt Whitman because he wrote reflex reflections on what makes a life worth living. After he had his stroke. Did you hear the stroke? I did not know Walt Whitman had a stroke. I know. I'm an English major and I didn't know that. Is there a portion or a part of this that you want to read? No, I haven't read it yet. Okay. I guess we'll glean what wisdom we can out of it. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. If it's awesome, I'll share it with you. It probably is awesome and I'll probably forget. But I love you still.